Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to start our journey into Matthew chapter 6, but we're going to continue our journey in the Sermon on the Mount series because the words of Jesus in this address to the crowd spans chapters 5 through 7. We begin a new topic as we enter chapter 6, how to and how not to give. Now, giving out of your abundance to those in need is a good thing. But your motive can be hypocritical, and that's the warning here. When you think about it, there are lots of things we can do that are good things, but when they're done with the wrong motivations, such as being noticed by men and obtaining reputation credits, we forego the real blessing of doing a good thing. Is that confusing? Well, Pastor Jim is sure to clear up any mess that I've caused this week, but I think the bottom line is this. In doing good deeds, it is better to have the blessing of God than the esteem of men. And if our motive is the esteem of men, we forego the blessing of God. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Leave the Trumpet at Home. Well, we continue in the Sermon on the Mount. The inspired summary of that sermon is Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. I really don't think that's all that Jesus said in that sermon, but this is how the Holy Spirit uh, summarized it and capsulized it for us, uh, encapsulated it for us in, through the hand of Matthew to write it for us in this way. Now, as we move from chapter 5 to chapter 6, um, there's a very slight change of emphasis. Actually, it's a significant change of emphasis, but um, there's no change of subject. Understand Jesus did not stand up and say, now today I'm going to deliver to you three chapters. Uh, that was not how this was done. The sermon flows from beginning to end, and it is one unit. Now, the continued subject, the one that hasn't changed, is true righteousness. Jesus says, you need a righteousness that surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees. He said, you matter of fact, you need something that's going to make you perfect. In other words, something absolutely impossible for man to do. So now he's been explaining how that righteousness looks when it changes a heart. So that's the continuing subject. The continuing technique that Jesus uses is contrast. He contrasts what that genuine God-given righteousness is like with the man-centered works righteousness self-righteousness system of the scribes and the Pharisees. So the new emphasis here is that he switches from talking about what to believe primarily, as he did in the last three-fourths of chapter 5, to what to practice. And he, he teaches us that living the righteous life is a matter of consistent, heart-motivated obedience to the rule, love God above all and love your neighbor as yourself. If you're consistent in applying that from a heart that is changed by the love of God, then 
your righteousness will show. Now, in this process, he is going to, here in chapter 6, give three illustrations of religious activity that's motivated rightly. He's going to choose giving, praying, and fasting. Giving has to do with your religion as it acts toward others. Praying is how religion acts as you, or how your religion looks as you act toward God. Fasting is your religion as it acts toward yourself and dealing with your own desires. Today, uh, four verses, they outline very conveniently into a four-point outline. Verse one is the general principle, and actually this is the general principle that then is illustrated three times on giving, praying, and fasting. Verse 2 is how not to give, verse uh, 3 is how to give, and verse 4 is why to give. So verse 1 states the general principle, and then he begins to illustrate. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Beware, when you see that word beware, that means danger. There's something here that you have to be looking out for, be on the guard against, and make sure you don't let yourself go into this dangerous place. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Now, practicing your righteousness means taking what you have in your heart that which God has wrought in your heart and putting it into practice. And, but doing that improperly, that's the danger that you need to stay away from. Practicing your righteousness improperly is the, the right things or the right appearing things done from a wrong motive. That wrong motive is right there in the verse. To be noticed by men. That's a strong statement. What is translated noticed is the word from which we get our English word theater. Now think about that. You don't want your religion to be theatric. The sin that Jesus is describing is doing righteous deeds in such a manner that they are a spectacle for other people to see as if they bought a ticket and went to the theater. He's talking about putting on a show of righteousness. And the phrase clearly speaks of purpose. He's talking about motive, the motive of making sure people see you. Now, it's obvious from looking at the next verse that the word that Jesus himself picked to describe putting on a show of righteousness is hypocrisy. That word hypocrite is one of those words that if you know the English word, you probably know a Greek word and you just don't know you know it. Uh, the Greek word is hypocrites, transliterates into English as hypocrite. A hypocrites was an actor who wore a mask uh, designed to exaggerate or accentuate or overstate the role that that person is dramatizing. You know, the famous tragedy and comedy masks, or maybe you've seen some old uh, uh, plays where people actually wore masks or held them to portray 
who they were so that people's imagination would take them, take them to the character and the person behind the mask wouldn't be, wouldn't be seen or understood. So that became the most natural word in the, that language to describe anyone who pretends to be what he or she is not. And what is Jesus' assessment of that kind of religious practice? You have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. A couple of sentences later, he's going to say, Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. If you do good deeds, religious acts, so that someone will see you and be impressed, then if someone sees you and is impressed, you have your entire eternal reward. God is sickened by hypocrisy. When you do righteous deeds so that you intend people to be impressed, you're magnifying yourself. You're supposed to be giving glory to God. We'll look back on chapter 5, verse 16 in a a little bit. People should be able to see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. But when you point it to yourself, God is not impressed at all. Now, that's the general principle. Now, let's turn to the first of the three illustrations about giving. Verse 2, how not to give. Jesus says, So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. Now understand, behind all of this stuff, Satan constantly, as the consummate liar, as the prototypical counterfeiter, Satan loves to cultivate two forms of hypocrisy among the people of God. He'll try to plant hypocrites in two ways. Now the most blatant one is to have non-believers masquerading as Christians. These are the ones that Jesus describes as tares among the the wheat. A tare is a weed that looks just like wheat until just about the time of, of harvest. Those are people who are deceived into thinking that they belong to God when they don't. Or maybe even worse, they could even be deceivers who are intentionally seeking to infiltrate in order to lead people astray. But the second form of hypocrisy... The Satan delights in, maybe just as much, is that of true believers who are sinful but pretending to be spiritual. In other words, not dealing with their heart, operating from an evil heart, and then whitewashing it, making it look good. The warning that Jesus gives about, uh, beware, don't do it this way, that applies to both kinds of hypocrites. If what you portray to other people is not what you are on the inside, he's speaking directly to you. I ran across a quote from uh, Augustine on this verse. He says this, The love of honor is the deadly bane of true piety. Other vices bring forth evil works. But this brings forth good works in an evil way. 
Hypocrisy is the homage that vice pays to virtue. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.